Well, welcome to another episode of the Midwest Technology Campus podcast. We have two guests today. We have Pastor Justin Osk and Chris Cortez from the Child Care at Vinji Lutheran Church in Wilmer. Uh, Chris, uh, give us a little ex- uh, history about your experience of where you have been at and how you got to Wilmer. And then after you're done, I'd like Pastor Justin a little background on where you've been and how our relationship developed because we have some exciting news and new things that are happening out here on campus very, very soon. So let's start with Chris and give us a little background. Awesome. So I um, did home daycare in my home in Springfield, Minnesota for 15 years. Um, When my youngest child went to school, I decided it was time for me to go back to school as well. I um, started attending Minnesota State University at Mankato and was working on my um, social work degree because I wanted to save all of those children that I had seen fall through the system for so long. Started working part-time in a child care center in Springfield, Minnesota called St. John's Grandkids. It was a child care center in a nursing home, and um, they did a lot of activities together, um, more so after I started, but it was a nice little fit while I was going to college. Um, as I was finishing up my degree, the director's um, position became available, and it just seemed to be a good fit. I was the director there for 15 years um, and decided that it was time to move on. And I had become aware of the um, position at Loving Arms at Vinji. Um, I was very active in my church at the time with my Luther League and Sunday school and um, all of those activities as my children were growing up. So finding a child care center that was located in a church was like a dream come true for me. And so um, I spent the first year commuting and then um, moved up here. I've been with Loving Arms for six years, almost six years. It'll be six years in in August. And um, since the time that I started as director six years ago, last year we um, added another site and opened in August of last year um, over in Spicer at Faith Lutheran. We opened... Um, Praise and Play Child Care Center. And so you, when we talk about child care, um, you've obviously been in it for a couple of decades. So uh, you are the director of all of the center, or both of the centers? Correct. Okay. And um, Praise and Play, you've uh, had that under your umbrella for one year. Uh, what is what is the next thing? What, are, what do we have cooking right now with the Midwest campus? So exciting news is that um, we are hoping, hoping very soon to be opening Discovery Hill, which will be on the campus um, next to Mr. B's Chocolate, which could be could be a problem, but it's <laughs> we're going to say it'd be an opportunity. Yes, and it'll sure, be, yeah. opportunity. I like that. Um, and we are hoping to expand many slots of childcare um, to meet the needs in the community, as well as hopefully do some good things on the Midwest campus. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And then, uh, Pastor Justin, you and I have known each other for several years, but we've been in this co- childcare conversation for maybe at least three years. 
Right. Yeah. Yep. It's been a couple of years, right? Yeah. So tell tell us, you're not from Wilmer, but I don't know how long you've even been here. And so tell us a little background and how you fit into this picture. Right. Sure. So I grew up in Waseca, Minnesota, uh, which isn't too far away. Um, did the whole like school thing, went to Augustana College in Sioux Falls and actually grad school for political science for a little bit down in Nebraska before going to seminary at Luther Seminary in, in St. Paul here. And uh, moved to Georgia then after graduating seminary to, to work at a church in Metro Atlanta because uh, I hate winter and snow <laughs> and all that terrible stuff. And so um, and then about seven years ago in 2016, we started looking um, to move to, to find a new place to live, a new congregation to, to work with. And you're never going to come back to Minnesota because, again, cold and snow and whatnot. So we looked all over um, and, and found Wilmer actually kind of reached out to us and it was just really too good of an opportunity to pass up and we we visited and fell in love with the diversity of the community and really felt at home um, in a community of the size and a community that was looking forward to growth and had vision so um, been here for about seven years and it's been exciting so when uh, Midwest Technology Campus, when we started looking at some um, some things that we wanted to change on campus, and one being an amenity uh, for our campus employees, and what does that look like? And we started looking at um, child care centers, uh, one that could have a faith component, um, that could really cast a wide net for a wide variety of people that work out here. We have almost 900 people that work out here. And so how can we... Uh, keep these people engaged within their companies. And um, of course, this is a great amenity to have out here. And so Justin and I um, started a conversation and Chris just folded right in and we just kept um, pushing this thought down the road. So it's it's been uh, uh, a while in the making, but it's just um, something that we're very passionate about. And we know Chris is very passionate about it as you've been doing this um for decades. Chris, you have a lot of background when it comes to uh, what does the state of childcare look like, um, not just in our county, but state and nationally. Can you talk a little bit about that? What does that look like in Kanyoi County and how do we compare to the rest of the state maybe? So, you know, right now um, I'm on the RCCIP, which is really looks at addressing the needs of childcare within Kanyoi County. And um, unfortunately, there are like 938 children that still don't have care in the county. And that's a a huge number of parents that are looking and searching um, all the time. And um, it's not just, you know, you would think it's maybe just metro area, but it's not. It's really become a problem um, in probably all of the United States, probably more so after the pandemic because of the shortage of workers, because of the shortage of staff. Um, Some people are, you know, work looks differently than it used to um, prior to the pandemic. And I think, you know, one of the good things that did happen through the pandemic is it really put childcare out in the forefront of everybody's mind that childcare is essential. We're not just babysitting. We do a lot more than that. We are, you know, the first education that your child is getting, and that's really important. And then for us to be able to add the faith-based piece to that, um, we just kind of find that that's been our mission to make sure that we're, you know, we're implementing both pieces um, as much as we can. 
I know in our early conversations that we had talked about what are some opportunities, um, what are some opportunities that we maybe could have on campus by having a child care out here? And Chris, whenever you talk about it, you get really excited. <laughs> um, what are some of those things, some of those ideas that we're looking at potentially implementing one day? So one of the things that is so fun to me is that my child care was in a nursing home. And so we got to implement all of the activities with the residents. And I see so much opportunity on this campus to be able to integrate the childcare with the campus. I'm thinking things like Easter egg hunt and leprechaun hunt and, you know, a Christmas party together. Um, We are thinking of, you know, flying kites outside and having, you know, that everybody be able to watch them, maybe an Easter parade or a 4th of July parade. There's just so many different opportunities of things we can do. I love that you're a technology-based campus. STEM and STEAM are so um, relevant right now and are so um, important in education. And I feel like we can build on what you guys have out here and our kids can learn from, from, you know, some of the people that you have out here as well as it's always a two-way street, right? Like it's, you know, it's always gives, gives parents and gives, everyone on campus, a little smile on their face when they see a buggy of babies walk Mm -hmm. by, right? Yeah. Um, Justin, maybe you can touch a little bit on this. Um, Coming from the church side of things, um, what do you think the Men in the West location might be? How how would it be different than some of the other locations that you have in churches? And Chris, you can answer this too, but Mm -hmm. maybe Justin, from your perspective, I I think uh, people would like to hear that. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for people Maybe kind of, I don't know, to a certain extent, I think that churches always come with a little bit of hesitation sometimes if you're not part of a church or you don't feel like that's your church. You're always a little like, oh, what are they going to teach my kids if I bring them here? And so I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, being out here on campus might lower some anxiety for some people. Um, And I think, you know, both Vinji and Loving Arms and Praise and Play, we've always been really accessible um, to everyone. We want to welcome everyone had people from other faiths that have been part of our child care centers in the past uh, and on our staffs in the past. And, um, you know, so I, I don't think it's anything that we're saying, like, you have to be exactly like us or anything like that. Um, but it's just an opportunity to, to share some things that are important to us as Christians um, you know, and teach some of the kids some of the basics of those things and some things that are you know, valued across all faiths as well. Um, and I think... You know, being able to integrate that out here with some of the technology stuff and the the STEM and the STEAM that Chris was just talking about, just really, uh, it's an exciting opportunity. I think um, so often as I've as a parent, I've had all of my kids have you know been part of Loving Arms, and it's always so exciting to see them come home on those days where they've they've gone to a care facility or they've. You know, the fire departments come in those days that we're interacting with the community. Like they just come home so excited about that and so like you know engineering day here on campus is i can imagine those kids going home just so excited about the stuff that they learned that day right and i i know chris you and i have had a lot of conversations about um not just the opportunities for the kids but there's also opportunities uh, for the employees and um, what that looks like i think just having an ease of seeing the kids across campus and maybe it's your child that is in the center just knowing they're right there steps away i think that's an opportunity it's an advantage um i would think that 
maybe um, employees that you would potentially employ there also will develop a lot of relationships um, you know especially we have 900 people out here so that relationship piece is going to be key right absolutely and I think you know when we were talking about, you know, how is it different? We want to create a culture that's welcoming to everyone, right? We have such a diverse community that we want to make sure that everyone feels welcome in our child care centers while we're implementing that faith-based piece. And then, you know, you add the technology piece out here, and there are just so many exciting things that can happen. You know, the, we today, as I saw the playground getting some upgrades, yeah. my wheels are turning about all the summer activities that can be happening out in that outside um, recreation area that, you know, that's an opportunity for everyone that's walking over then to have their lunch or grabbing a Mr. B's or whatever. They're seeing all of that activity happening out there and getting excited about the childcare that's that's on this campus. So that that's what we want to create is a culture that's welcoming to everyone, but exciting for everyone as well. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the facility. Um, I don't set up child care centers, so I, I don't know about regulation or anything, but maybe you can talk about what uh, the facility will look like and maybe how many <clears throat> kids that you'll be able to serve. Yep. So the way that, that the center is set up is that we will um, be able to care for 12 infants, and infants are 0 to 16 months, and we will be able to have 21 toddlers, and that is 16 months to 36 months, and then we are going to create one room in the middle, which will be a large motor room, and then we will be able to do 20 school-agers and probably between 50 or 20 preschoolers and then probably between 15 to 30 school-agers. Don't know if the school-age will be able to happen this summer yet because obviously we don't have a start date at this point, but um, it, will be, um, it will be exciting to bring those school-agers onto campus when, when we're ready to welcome them. So um, that brings up a good point, implementation. Um, people want it to happen right now, right, at the snap of your finger, and it's just not possible. Um, there's a lot of steps that go into getting licensing. Um, we were a little delayed, but I feel like we're catching up. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about, um, you don't have to go in real deep, but so that people have an understanding of uh, who has kind of those uh, final say on when you can move on in the phases and when you can actually open your doors. Yep. So the Department of Human Services is who we're licensed by. Um, there are three phases in opening a new child care center. The first phase is background studies on everybody that's involved, all of the, um, the board of directors at, at the church, um, the staff that is involved. There is policies and procedures that need to be gone over probably eight to 10 different policy manuals that um, need to be in place, risk reduction, emergency preparedness plans, um, staff handbooks, um, student handbooks, um, things like that, as well as there needs to be an inspection by the fire marshal. There needs to be an inspection by the building inspector. Um, those things are in phase one and phase two. Phase three is the hiring of staff. All of their trainings have to be done before um, they can be okay to go. Their background check has to be done. Um, they have to actually be hired in place, ready to go, as well as the center has to be 
um, ready to open its doors the day that licensing comes, um, they can still deny you and you can still have things that you have to add. But the day that she comes, it needs to be like the day you're going to open your doors. So everything has to be in place before DHS will even come out to do that final inspection. Mm -hmm. um, Justin, I know I, I was the one who probably uh, initiated the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you can remember far that far back. And, uh, <laughs> what was your COVID. initial, I, yeah. right, it was before COVID. What was your initial thoughts uh, when I approached you on this? And do you remember the conversation? Um, I think I just remember being excited about the possibility. I mean, the reputation you know, that the, the campus has in the community is just premier. Um, and so excited about the idea of partnering together to really serve a need in the community. Chris, I think 900 families right now are looking for child care in the county. 938 kids, I think, was what I got the last report on. Right. So this is a huge need to the point where I think you could probably call it a crisis, you know, for, for our county and, and here in Wilmer. And so, like, the idea to be able to work together to, to address something that really matters, um, you know, for the community and your employees out here, just it was exciting. And so I remember being able to go back and, and talk to my board and, you know, uh, a lot of excitement from them. And, coming out here to, to check things out and, and going to visit Mr. B's uh, while right. we're doing that. And, uh, right. Yeah. Um, I do know, uh, I remember also having to go in front of the board uh -huh. and talk to them about this. Um, not frightening at all, but, you know. I, we're working on that next time. Yeah, scary. frightening, yeah. Um, but it was, I think I sensed excitement, um, and rightfully so, maybe there should, you know, a little hesitation, like what what are we getting into as a church, mm -hmm. right? You just opened up uh, praise and play as I was um, getting in front of the board. So that's a lot to take on. And uh, from a board's perspective, I think those are very valid concerns as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like you had said, that you're serving a bigger need and, it, you know, this is a bigger deal in our community, in our area. Right. I think Benji's passion is just to be able to to serve the community. And this seems to be something that we have a good, you know, um, background in. We've done this successfully for a while. Chris has brought a lot of passion um, and I think it made it a lot better. And so we feel like we're, we're good at this and the community needs more of it. And so it seems like a natural partnership. Right. And I, I know the center can't. They can't take 900 kids. We know that. We know that um, the infant lists alone are, you know, bigger than what we can even um, address. But, you know, if you look at the numbers that you had said, you know, we're into about 50, 50-ish, maybe 70, if we can add those school-age uh, kids in there eventually. Um, but so this is a little part of sol solving the problem. Um, in your opinion, how do we solve this child care problem? Right now, it's it's very hard with the workforce being so short. Um, I think there are many other ways that, you know, I think people are looking more at um, hiring nannies, having people coming to their home um, to do kind of one-on-one -on -one care. Um, the big picture as a whole, um, DHS is working really hard to try and, and help the child care centers by accommodating variances um, for staff. Um, the staff requirements to work in a child care center are um, more than you would think. I know people kind of think that anybody um, can work in a child care center, but there is a certain amount of criteria that needs to be met 
to be a lead teacher and each classroom um, needs to have at least one lead teacher in it, lead teacher qualified, which means a minimum of a CDA, which is a child development um, degree. So by licensing, trying to help us with that, that will help alleviate some of the short staff that we have. But it, it truly is a crisis right now. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate enough that um, the state of Minnesota has done um, some things to help us with some grant money and things, but those will be coming to an end very shortly. And it is a concern as to what happens what happens next after that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know Justin, you have three young children, and so you're right in the thick of it. And maybe you um, maybe you sense that. And I know I know your kids are in the programs that already exist. So um, you feel that maybe you hear that from parishioners even. I'm I'm not even sure what what you hear from your parishioners, but um, you know, it's a hot topic. It doesn't matter if you're um, the CEO of a company, the pastor of a church, or, um, you know, whatever you are, the teacher in the classroom, um, you hear about those kinds of um, crisis. I, you know, I don't know how I would be in that crisis mode. I'm done raising my kids. I'm in the grandparent mode. Um, but if you could um, sum up your values and how they relate to your centers, um, how would you do that uh, to bring more attention to child care, uh, working for you, bringing your children there? Um, what are your goals? I think that's a big question. So I think, you know, we've made it our mission to, and we just talked about this Sunday at, at, uh, at a town hall meeting, forum, whatever it was that, you know, we really want to focus on that. We're not, we're not just offering childcare. We don't want to just do childcare. Well, we want to do faith-based childcare. Well, we have these children, you know, in our midst and we want to make sure that we're we're giving them the faith-based programming that they may not be getting anywhere else and so that's really important to us and that that's a focus of ours not to just be a church that owns some child care mm-hmm. centers but a church that's doing what everything they can to make sure that we're incorporating that faith-based piece so that's what'll make us stand out from everyone else i think but you know, continuing to give quality education to each one of our centers is also just as important, um, especially, you know, really focusing on hoping to, you know, implement STEM, STEAM type of programming. And so we just want to take it to the next level and make sure that we're doing everything we can to to have both pieces equally fit. Mm-hmm. into a premier child care center. We want it to be exciting and fun and amazing for every kid that walks in our door. A great experience always. And I'm going to add to it, not just the kids, but the parents. Exactly. The families. And and that could be grandma and grandpa or whomever, um, because we all know that when the when the parents feel good about it, and the kids are feeling good about it. I mean, they both have to come together. I think, um, like, if you're missing that, like, I mean, if you're going to work uncertain about, is my kid safe? Yes. Is my kid in a good place? Um, you know, or, or wondering, like, oh, my goodness, next week I'm not going to know what to do with my with my kids. Like, 
I mean, that's going to affect every aspect of your life as a parent. And so to be able to, to just have parents feel safe and feel good about the kind of care that their kids are getting and the kind of education that their kids are getting at this early age um, brings them a peace of mind that that's, that's all connected. Like that's part of caring for the entire family. Right. So what would you say a goal would be five or in five or 10 years? Would you say more centers or uh, what, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you're probably overwhelmed. Your board, yeah, I can't go to your board. We need to have that board turnover a few more times before we can get more centers. Yes yeah. I mean, I think right now it's all about, you know, um, just having three centers run at a premier level well, right? You know, and having that peace of mind that I just talked about, like parents need to go home feeling really great about that. You know, if, if, if we can do that, do we get to a point where maybe there could be a fourth center? Yeah, maybe. But I think, I mean, Chris has taught me so much in these last couple of years about how much work it is. Like, this is a heavily regulated <laughs> yes. industry, right? Like the state, the county, everybody like has these rules. And so, um, and it should be because, you know, these kids are vulnerable and um, these kids are, uh, you know, a really important resource. And um, so to be able to take care of them well is important and, um yeah, I think we just want to make sure that parents are happy, kids are growing, you know, our staff feels like they're valued and supported um, at these three centers before we think about a fourth. So, and you bring up a good point, staff, employees, team members, uh, what do you look for when you're hiring? Um, someone who's caring, compassionate, a love for children, um, you have to have a lot of empathy, a lot of patience. Um, you know, like I said, the state is being wonderful now, helping us um, get people qualified to where they need to be. So, you know, we're finding some of our best, most um, amazing staff right now are coming to us from the high school mm -hmm. um, as PSO students. PSO? PS what is it? Post-secondary education option. Yes. Right. They... Um, they, they've been a godsend to us. Um, some of them don't have classes in the morning. They don't have classes in the afternoon. Um, we look to the college. Right now we have three students that are doing um, their internships with us. So we're hoping that, you know, at least two of them will stay and we can hire them. But, you know, we we want anyone that to come and work for us that has a love for children. You know, that's the basic, the basic necessity of working in a child care center is is to have a love for children. Some like recently retired or semi-retired kind of people coming in too. And okay. And so uh, how many staff, I, I know we've talked about this in the past, how many, how many teachers or staff do we need for this center specifically at Discovery Hill? So for this center specifically, we'll need three to four people in the infant room, three to four people in the toddler room, two people in the preschool room, and then probably one floater. So we're looking at like eight to ten staff members that we will be looking for. Okay. So if they want to apply, for anyone who's listening, um, how do they get a hold of you? If they want to apply, our Facebook page for Discovery Hill is now up and running, and there should be um, a post on there today, if not, there will it be. will be. I yes, saw it. I saw it. I, and, I took a picture um, of it. And you can go to that post and you can email me. My email is on there or please give me a call. 
stop in. Someone will be at one of the centers that can help you. The application is online under um, Vinji Church. Um, just go to the Loving Arms or Discovery Hill or Praise and Play tab. It's one um, one application that works for all. You can circle which center or which site you're you're interested in working at, and we will get you in for an interview as soon as we can. Sure. Well, um, we at Midwest are excited for this opportunity, and it's been a pleasure working with all of your team members. It's just been you two, but your board too, um, as you continue to help us move this initiative forward. So thank you. Thank you for coming today. And that's a wrap. 